Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Everybody, happy Friday. We did it. We made it. It's the best day of the week, and this is the best show uh, around, guys. Welcome to Good Morning Football Live in New York City. March 1st. I can't believe it's March already. I'm Colleen Wolf alongside Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty, and Kyle Van Noy. It is the scouting combine. We are in it, guys. Right now, Tom Pelissero, he's been holding it down in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. The coaches, the scouts, the GMs, they're <laughs> all there at... So here we are, day two of the on-field workouts. Later today at the NFL Scouting Combine, the defensive backs, the tight ends can be working a lot harder than it looks like. I'm working right now. So just to set up the day, kind of the rhythm of this, what all the different position groups are going to be doing. We actually get the first bench press of the combine. They switched this up a couple of years ago. The bench press is done the day after the on-field workout. So the defensive linemen, the linebackers are going to be on the bench press starting in about an hour, which means I'm going to run to the convention center and knock out a few reps before they get out there. The DBs, the first group, measures in about 90 minutes from now, followed by more DBs, followed by the tight ends. The on-field workouts begin 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on NFL Network. This is also a big day for the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, at least from a media standpoint the likes of Caleb Williams, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, the entire group, Jaden Daniels, all expected to speak to reporters throughout the course of this morning. So, again, I better hustle over there, not just to hit the, the weights, but also maybe to grab you guys an interview or two before the end of this show. I love it, Tom. Thank you. Uh, Pelissero, this week I've been talking about my top 10 2024 prospects heading into the combine. I'm going to go from there and just reveal two and one for everyone. If you look at the list so far, we've had it go all the way down from 10 to 8. Here are 10 through 3. 
And we went number three. I, I love Big Joe Walt. You saw him walking through yeah. the hallways earlier. He's an absolute monster. He's six foot eight, and he started 38 games at left tackle. Mm. I got Jaden Daniels four. That could go even higher. He's had an awesome week interviewing with teams. Drake May below Daniels. Uh, that's how I feel coming into the combine. Then you got a bunch of receivers, offensive tackle, tight end, and corner. Number two, I'm going with a guy whose name we've been hearing about for what feels like an eternity, Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm. Harrison's there right now. He's going to be talking to the media in a couple minutes. We're going to have that live here on Good Morning Football. You look at what he's done. Uh, this guy has done it from all the spots, the X, the Y, you name it. And yet, you, you put up the tape, It's he could play any position in the NFL. I saw Chase Daniel, who does work with the NFL Network and played many years as a quarterback in the NFL, came out and said he could be an all-pro his first season <laughs> in the league. Now, that's bold, and yet you say that around college football people and you say that around some of the GMs and scouts, it doesn't seem to be such a shocking statement. He is that polished a receiver. You know the bloodlines, obviously, but six foot four, 210 pounds, was the Bolitnikoff winner, was the Heisman Trophy finalist, two-time first-team All-American. He had 1,200 yards in 2023, he had 1,200 yards in 2022. He is your number one wide receiver. I know everyone wants to say, okay, well, Rome might be this better, different kind of guy. You can use him different ways. And maybe neighbors, Marvin Harrison, whether he works out or not, he's the number one wide receiver going into this thing. The number one player, though, the number one player, though, well, we're going and we're going to just give you the obvious one here. It is USC quarterback Caleb Williams. He is the number one player in this draft. And the reason is because of his play. It, it is not because of his brand. It is because of how good he is. Six foot two, 215 pounds. Heisman Trophy winner two years ago. Set the single season USC records that year in passing yards, passing touchdowns. And in just two years at USC, through 72 passing touchdowns and just 10 interceptions. Now, the record this year was 7-5. and five. It doesn't wow you as far as team success goes. His defense was 121st in the nation. Uh, he's unbelievable. The stuff you see, it's Favre-esque. It's Mahomes-esque. Mm. The character is, is top-notch. The guy is a, is a leader. He wants to be there. He has been wanting to be an NFL superstar quarterback his entire life. Comes into this combine with a lot of quote-unquote red flags. Why? Because he's not competing in this stuff. Because he did make a ton of money in NIL money. And because, oh, he's going to be the first player that I know in combine history to say, I'm not doing the medicals. You're not going to be able to look at me. But then you see those passes. And he flicks it from his wrist and he throws it out of bounds. And nope, it's actually going to be a 60-yard pass. He's a freak show. This guy is going to be the number one overall pick. Whether he goes to Chicago or somewhere else, that is for us to determine over the next few months. But this is a no-brainer. Caleb Williams, number one on my list. Harrison, number two. Here is the complete 10. We've done them over Monday to Friday. I was in New York. I was in Indianapolis. I'm back in New York. I'll be in Indy tonight. Caleb Williams is going to speak to the media in just a few minutes. We're going to have it here on the show. Uh, but I got to tell you, I, I didn't think too hard about those yeah. guys. If anything, it was how do I stack them, Harrison or Williams. No shocker here. Yeah. Williams won, Harrison two. Jason, your thoughts? Harrison, so smooth in his route running. And I look at Caleb Williams, though. When you're talking about a guy and you say he's Mahomes-esque, 
as we've watched what Mahomes has done the last few years since Tyreek Hill has left, won two Super Bowls back-to-back, -back, and we're putting a guy coming into the league in that type of category of what he can do. And then you turn on the USC highlights, and you see him on the run, falling out of bounds, putting a pass on the sideline, absolutely on the money. I cannot wait to watch this guy on Sundays and see how his games transfers to the NFL and just see him move around, making plays with his feet. And there's going to be a play where we're like, wow, that looks just like when he was a Trojan, how easy he made it look. I can't wait to see what it looks like. And I I sit there, Pete, Pete, just for a sec. Your top 10 is really good. It's loaded. Like, your 10 that you put on that list is, like, all really, really good. All could go in that 10. I don't know what order, yeah. but they all could be These in These are the that names 10. to watch out of this These draft. are the names That's... that are the tops, I like you said. I was wondering, too, like, what, like, which area did you wrestle with the most? Because, obviously, <clears> you said the, the yeah. top two were very Drake nice. May and Jaden Daniels. And how high do you want to put Daniels? Because Daniels has been outstanding in these meetings. Like, I could have put Jaden Daniels number two on this list. He was a Heisman yeah. Trophy winner, an amazing quarterback. And then everyone coming into this thing had May over Daniels. I've had Daniels over May, talking to NFL guys throughout this entire mm -hmm. last few months. Yeah. Like, Daniels was awesome this season, and I think when it's all said and done, Daniels going over May is not going to be a shocker. But when you see it now in February, people might say, oh, wow, well, that's interesting, because we heard about May all season. I have a question for you. Do you think this is the first time in a long time where you feel like you have a clear-cut quarterback in Caleb Williams and a clear-cut wide receiver being the best at their positions being no. hot, that high. No, I'll tell you what, and I was wrong. I had Bryce Young far higher than C.J. Stroud mm. last year. I had Bryce Young one and C.J. Stroud like seven. I was wrong. Mm. Stroud came in, it was awesome. But coming into the combine, I thought Bryce Young, after what he had done, was clear-cut number one, and so did the NFL. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the quarterback debate, it rages on. It's always, always at its peak this time of year until the very night of night one in Detroit. So we're going to see the quarterbacks work out tomorrow, mm. 1 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you know that because all of these other days have started at 3. That one starts at 1 on NFL Network. Uh, NFL insider Ian Rappaport, actually. <laughs> so he's telling us which quarterbacks were not working out. But obviously, J.J. McCarthy is yeah. working out. So we'll see him tomorrow at the Combine. And because of this opportunity, is this now like his time to shine and will he actually be able to do that and pull it off? 100% this is his time to shine. I think you look at J.J. McCarthy didn't lose a single game last year on his route to become a national champion for this Michigan team. Shrake just showed us his top 10 prospects on there. We had three quarterbacks on there. J.J. McCarthy's name was not in that top 10. Everything you hear about what all the draft experts are saying about him, Daniel Jeremiah compared him to Alex Smith, a former number one overall quarterback. But what everybody's saying it's so hard to evaluate him because, yes, he was a winner throughout college his entire career, but he also wasn't asked to do a lot. We just talked about Caleb Williams as the number one prospect in this draft from Shregs, as the number one quarterback in this draft. He completed more passes in college than J.J. McCarthy even attempted throughout his college career. So as you look at him and you see some of the physical traits and his athletic ability and some of his timing with his ball, the accuracy, some of the things he's been able to do, there just hasn't been enough of it on film for guys to be able to evaluate and say, you know what, this is a guy that we're going to drive at the top of the draft. He's our franchise quarterback because we've seen him do it. It's almost 
almost like you're evaluating art, the traits versus the production in college. We can see what he's going to turn into, the potential debate that we always have around the draft. So I do think there's a huge opportunity for him to go out and show, like, those traits you guys are seeing on film, yes, now come in person, live, T-shirt and shorts, watch me throw the ball, watch my ball placement, what I'm doing, and don't get confused. Hey, Daniel Jeremiah said he doesn't get bored with completions. That is winning football at the next level. I want to see how high he's able to go throughout this process. It's such a, I mean, it's like the narrative season starts. So yes. you're not seeing actual football. You're seeing guys work out in shorts and you're hearing rumors and hearing gossip. You could already see the narratives forming and it's for better or worse. Caleb Williams is not competing. Caleb Williams went seven and five in college. Mm -hmm. Caleb Williams has all this in it. And then there's J.J. McCarthy. All he does is win. <laughs> Didn't have the stats, but he's Mr. Intangible. And the footage yesterday that I saw that came out in a tweet was J.J. McCarthy warming, warming up, up in a convention center hallway, throwing passes to well, Blake Corum. we have Corum. that video. Do we have it? I because asked for it. It's great. It's perfect, and it sums up everything. Like, this guy wants it so badly that this is where he'll, anywhere he can, he's going to mm. be throwing footballs, and he's going to find it in hallways of a convention hall. But he's fully decked out in his no-bull gear, and he's throwing passes to his teammate Blake Corum across the convention hall because he just wants to get another throw mm. in. And people are, like, walking through here, Oh, yeah. Too. No. Like, you got to keep your head on it. Be careful, Peter. Like, Absolutely. I'm I might walk right into so I'll be checking my phone. This is the kind of stuff, though, that, that you know, evaluators eat up. That, oh my God, this guy loves football. Mm -hmm. his, his work ethic is insane that he's up doing this. Now, a lot of quarterbacks can be doing that. I think Penix was seen doing yeah. it also. They're working out. They're practicing. But the narrative is that J.J. McCarthy is the ultimate winner. And if you can brush over the statistics and realize that, well, for the better of his team, he didn't have to throw all those games. The one game I'll say, though, that is a red flag to me, or at least odd, they play Penn State in a game that everyone's watching. Harbaugh's on the sidelines because he's been docked because of the penalties. And in the second half, J.J. McCarthy did not attempt a single pass. Mm. They win the game. Did not attempt a single pass. Is that a red flag? I don't know. But they won the game. So it's one of those debates. Yeah. And if a quarterback wants to come in with dazzling statistics, it's not going to be J.J. McCarthy. The statistic that matters most are his wins. But how do you value that yes. when you're talking about a team that had 18 guys invited to the combine? So interesting. Just go out there and ball out this weekend so we could put all those narratives that he didn't have to do enough or he couldn't do enough to rest. Yeah, you guys made great points with the J.J. McCarthy. Is it his time? I'm actually going to go with an underdog in this. I'm going to flip the script to Spencer Rattler. I think it's his time to shine. He actually was down in Mobile at the senior pool. They named him the best quarterback at practice during the week and then during the game he won the MVP I think he turned some eyes down there he was able to deliver deep balls he was really really good on the timing routes which is hard in those scenarios because you're going with new receivers I think he's going to be able to shine at the at the combine because he's going to he's already comfortable in the setting getting new receivers I think he's going to deliver balls on time he's going to show his arm strength yes he was highly touted coming out of high school he started at Oklahoma where he had an amazing freshman year struggled got ran out transferred to South Carolina where he struggled again but then his senior year kind of bounced back a little bit he's shown signs of that high draft pick that people thought he would be at Oklahoma I think this is his chance to shine at the biggest stage at the combine where other guys are sitting out I think it's his time to shine. I think he's going to outperform J.J. McCarthy in this situation because he can push the ball down the field. He can make that throw, and this is his time to rock out.
I love him too. Like I am fully on board. I agree with everything that you said. But JJ McCarthy, like he has every opportunity yeah. at this point to make this his time to shine. Athleticism is such a big part of his game. So now he has the opportunity to show out in front of his former head coach, Jim Harbaugh, who he won the national championship with. And that's when his stock just absolutely skyrocketed. And also gets to show out in front of honorary Michigan coach, Rich Eisen. So that's going to be exciting for everyone <laughs> watching this as well. But all he does is win. Look at his record at Michigan. 27-1, and 15-0 last season. Mm. He might not be the most and NFL ready quarterback but the combine is the perfect place to show what he has the skill set that he's working with his potential and I often think about after the loss to TCU on the field and he said as confetti is falling he vowed he was like this is I will learn for this from this I will never do this again mm. I will never be back here and then he went out and won a national mm. championship so this is a guy who has confidence and he also has the ability to really make a splash once he gets in the right system with the right people around him as any quarterback actually mm. would do. I, I'm <laughs> keeping my eye on Sean Payton in the Broncos I said this yesterday yeah. and part of the mm. reason is Payton's you know likely they're gonna move on from Russell Wilson I that's not breaking news we'll see what happens there and how it goes down but when I look at this right here I think of Sean Payton just wanting Who's going to be my avatar, which is the term we use? Who's going to be my guy that's just going to do what I say and be able to get, get me to go? Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact if he goes to Denver, which they have the 12th overall pick, they'd be going up against Harbaugh twice a year. That'd be pretty fun. Mm. I cannot wait to hear from the quarterbacks. It's happening. It's coming up. We are going to bring you some sound. They're about to hit the podium. Oh, what a day. What a day this will be. We'll get to hear from them. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some of the upcoming workouts in Indianapolis, too. Can't wait for that. So much has been said about Caleb Williams not performing. Medicals, he's going to have a chance to answer those questions. Everyone's going to be tuned in. Plus, Marvin Harrison Jr., he's at the combine, and he's ready to answer questions as well. We'll bring you that live from Indy next. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. day. Good morning, football. Some news coming out of Indianapolis this morning. Ian Rappaport tweeting this, that during an NFL Combine medical eval that doctors found all-American cornerback Kool-Aid McKinstry actually has a Jones fracture in his right foot, sources tell Ian. So McKinstry will not work out today in Indy, but he'll do so at his pro day, and then he will get it fixed. So he should be 100% before training camp. But that is really unfortunate for Kool-Aid as he starts off this draft process in Indianapolis. The quarterbacks, though, today they are at the podium, and we did hear from Jaden Dan. Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, and Bo Nix. Here is a sampling of what they had to say a little earlier. You played, obviously, at Arizona State and LSU. You're a California guy. How would you feel if you had to play in the Northeast, potentially? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to just be blessed wherever I, I hear my name called. Uh, it's a blessing. It's something that, uh, as a kid, that I dreamt about from day one. You know, wanted to play in the NFL, wanted to be a part of this fraternity. And, you know, uh, dreams of reality real soon. When you run around, you take a lot of hits sometimes. I'm wondering, is that just part of your game with the competitiveness, or do you want to take fewer hits going forward? Going forward, take fewer hits, but as just a competitive person in me. I always want to fight for extra yards. Being a little too greedy sometimes, but you know, I was blessed, and God blessed me to be able to bounce back up. Do you feel like you should be the first pick overall? I just want to go to the best situation. If that's the first pick, if that's the 32nd pick, uh, you know, I'm just blessed uh, overall just to be here. And no matter where I hear my name called, I'll be happy. It went really well, you know, loved all the coaches. They just, you know, have great energy, great questions, great interaction. Uh, it would mean a lot to play with those guys, but it would mean a lot to play with any one of the great players in the NFL, but it was awesome. You had some of the best rate stats in the in the nation this year because of your good decision-making. Uh, what leads to that process? Like, is it coaching? Is it just like how you play the game? Like, what, what, like you just constantly make good decisions. You know, it's honestly just the mentality behind it. Obviously, it's coaching. Obviously, it's a buildup with the chemistry with the receivers and being on the same page as uh, Coach Moore. But, you know, it's just playing one play at a time. And, you know, you never get each play back. So just trying to focus in on, you know, doing the best I can within each play, whatever's asked of me, whether it's, you know, handoff and carrying out my fake or ripping a end cut, you know, on the backside of a concept. So it's uh, something that, you know, the play calling is out of my control. But whatever's in my control, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I think they want to see your ability to not only command the room, but how you may lead or how you respond to certain questions that may make you uncomfortable. But at the, I think at the end of the day, they just want to use that short amount of time to get to know you, and they want to use that time to uh, you know, see what you're capable of, what you're made of, maybe what makes you tick a little bit. But I've enjoyed all of them. I think every interview is a chance to not only you know, get to know them, but in ways getting to know yourself. So I think that's been one of the cool things about the whole thing that I maybe didn't even realize at the beginning. I've learned a lot about myself through the mini process. What is the key to, to 
presence in the room? What is the key to leadership? Well, I think it's all about, you know, your energy and your confidence when you go in there. Uh, you know, look them in the eye, talk to them, and be loud, be, be vibrant. Make sure that they know that you got passion for the sport that you're playing. Uh, I believe that's the most important thing. They just want to see how, how much you love the game, how much you love football, how much you're willing to put into it. And, you know, I think that's just one of my strengths. I think I, I'm very passionate about the sport, very passionate about the game. I love preparing. I love getting ready for seasons. I love getting ready for games. It's one of my favorite things to do, and I just want to show that through all my interviews. Well, Drake May is another one of the quarterbacks that we'll be talking today. He's a big body that has been compared a lot of times to Josh Allen. We learned a little earlier in Combine Confidential that he has a basketball background. And Tom Pelissero, he just needed to find out more information. So he's on the case. Let's hear what he found out. Drake, I've heard from teams you brought a lot of energy to the interview process. Just tell me about going through all this. Yeah, that's my approach. I think the biggest thing is being myself. You know, I'm trying to be somebody I'm not. Just going there um, with confidence in myself and confidence in you know what I do on the board and you know in the film and in my tape. And uh, from there, just you know, show them what I'm bat and show them you know competitor and uh, you know willing to go in there and, and compete. Sounds like you're not going to be throwing here in Indianapolis. Just take me through the thought process on that in the coming weeks here. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is to get here and get in front of the teams and you know, let them know what I'm about. I think you got a, you know, got a big script for pro days. Quarterback's pro days is real intense now. you got about 60-something throws, and you're in there for you know, about 34, 45 minutes to an hour. I'm throwing with the guys, so I'm ready to showcase them uh, you know, what I can do on the field and kind of, kind of meet these teams and get, to get in front of them here. Don't know how much you're digging through mock drafts at this time of year, but there's plenty having you go to Washington at two, to New England at three. Where do you want to be? Yeah, I'm ready to go wherever. I think, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of, you know, guilt you into something where you say where you want to go, but uh, ready to go compete wherever and ready to go. You know, great fan bases all across the NFL, so I think all these fan bases are, um, you know, something that I'm, I'm looking forward and catering to. We're talking about drafting a quarterback. These are big-time organizational decisions. So give me your yeah. best sales pitch why you should be somebody's franchise QB. Yeah, I think I can do it all. I think one of those things where, you know, I really can make a play with my feet, make a play with throw in the pocket, um, and you really just, you don't want a game plan, you know, for me, you want a game plan with me. So that's the biggest thing. Good luck, Jerry. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you to Tom. Okay, so obviously the quarterbacks, they are always the darling of the combine, the draft, really all of the games as well. But in this particular situation, we have one prospect who is really doing things his own way, mm -hmm. and he's kind of like being a trailblazer, I think, at this point too. Caleb Williams, how curious do you find it that he's decided to not only not throw or participate in the drills, but he's also not taking part in the medical evaluation. First player ever to do so. Peter, what do you think about that? That's the word. Uh, he controls the keys to the draft, and he's doing it on mm -hmm. his terms. We talked about it yesterday. He's already made tens of millions of dollars through NIL money. The fact he's even at the Combine, to me, was like, okay, at least he showed up, and I think he's going to speak. That's in the next hour. Marvin Harrison Jr. having an 8.20 a.m. speaking engagement with the media and then not doing it. I hope everything's okay, but he just did not attend, and apparently an NFL spokesman said Marvin's not speaking. So it's a different era right now. These guys are not beholden to the combine. They make money in college. They come in. It's almost as if they're, they're showing the world that, like, we're doing you a favor coming to this thing at this point. We know we're going in the top of the draft. To me, Caleb not throwing, it's unfortunate because I think he would have lit it up like no quarterback maybe ever has in the combine. But him not doing the medicals is unique, but he doesn't want any other team medical uh, doing his body and having his all information. One note, in the NBA at the lottery, I've said this before, a lot of the top players don't have them do the medicals, and they say, we're not going to do it. I don't want to do it. So Caleb Williams is exercising his right. Do I love it? No. 
But I also don't love the fact that Marvin Harrison's not on a podium talking, but it's just different era. And to your point, there will be an opportunity. Caleb Williams will probably go on visits. There's going to be times where he may end up in Chicago or in Washington. Do you think he even takes visits? Possibly, because oh, the, the, the one thing is, if you're at the combine, you don't take a medical. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I want to draft you first overall. Like, we at least need to get something on you. When you go into those cities and you take those visits, you go to the hospitals, you go through a medical thing and all of that. And I didn't get a chance to go to the combine, but for everything you hear the players talk about, and we said, Tom, to early on, it was about 7.30. These guys are getting there to DBs, doing their height and weights and all of those things. It's such a long, drawn-out process that, to your point, these guys are like, we've already put the film up. Why put our bodies and everything through this process? No, I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. going to do some of the interviews, but I'm going to do things on my terms. Unorthodox, but to your point, this is a new time, and it may serve these guys better in the long run to do it this way. But there's only going to be a select guys that have the opportunity to do that. Think about it, most of these guys at the combine, they're playing to move up the draft boards and solidify themselves. Yeah, like you said, these new generation, they're doing it on their terms, how they want to do it. Caleb opting not doing the medical. He doesn't, who cares? He He's going to do it his way. And guess what? He can say no to all these team visits, too. He can be like, I'm only taking one to Chicago and that's Ooh. it and I'm hearing that Caleb Williams is ready to go we're gonna Ooh. take a listen now as we head down to Indianapolis and hear from the presumptive number one overall pick let's see not doing things uh, it was a decision by me and my team my family um, and it comes down to that I'd say uh, a player in person that they begin, a person that cares for his teammates. Some of y'all may have seen, some of y'all may have not. Um, I try to take care of all my guys, no matter if you've been fourth on the depth chart or you know you're the you're the star player. So I care for my teammates, and then the other part is I'm a, I'm a fierce competitor, as you may have seen after you know some games. The Bears are, was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe, and seven to ten, sorry, and that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. And they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense. It's pretty exciting, you know, if you could go into a situation like that. Whole lot of dominant quarterback play? No, no, not at all. I don't compare myself to the other guys, you know, that's there or been there. I think I'm my own player and. I tend to like to create history and, and rewrite history. Yeah, um, this is one of the seasons that it's it's none like any other season that I've had, uh, to where I've been so close to being either neutral or close to you know having a losing record, and so it was tough for me. Like I said, I'm a competitor. I like to win, and so you know being that close to losing was was difficult for me. But you know I had people in my corner to to help me and figure out you know the the energy and feeling that I was that I was feeling. I think it's important going into um, situations because there's nobody in in the first part of the draft that would be early in the draft, and I expect myself to go high. You know to be a 12 and whatever team or you know it's it's you know the, the teams are going to be um, at least from the year before. Um, it's kind of going to be how I went into USC, uh, where they were four and eight and, and things like that. So just, you know, just preparing for those moments. And I think last year was a, was a perfect example for me. Um, I learned either you grow from something like that, and Lincoln sat me down after maybe our loss to Utah, I believe. And he sat me down, and, and he said either you grow from something like this or uh, you keep feeling this feeling and, you know, you'll stay where you are. My height? It's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. I'm, you know, I'm around Aaron Rodgers' size and, and maybe weight too. 215, 220, and 6'1", 6'2". So. What went into the decision? You talked about you and your teammates. 
Yeah, so for the medical stuff, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews. Not 32 teams can draft me. Uh, there's only one of me. Um, and so uh, the teams that I go to for my visit, those teams will have the, the medical, and, and, and that'll be it. I didn't feel the need to, to go out and throw. I played around 30-some games, I believe. Go ahead and go watch real, real live ball of me and uh, see how I am as a competitor. My dad put me in football when I was four. My mom didn't let me play tackle football my first year. I thought I was going to love it. Um, at four years old, I did. And the next year after that, I was a bit too aggressive for flag football, so my mom let me, uh, she let me play tackle. And from there, fell in love even more. Uh, by the time I hit 11 or 12, I told my dad that this is what I wanted to do, and we, we put together a plan. And, um, you know, he's helped me every, every part of the way. Kayla Williams live in Indianapolis. He mentioned that he would be doing medical evaluations mm -hmm. on his team visits, just didn't want to do it in Indy. Also, if teams wanted to see him do the drills, they could just turn on the tape and um, watch him play the games that he played. So those things were interesting. Um, and also that his experience at USC kind of prepped him for to go to one of these teams that are at the top of the draft. So it should translate a little bit. At least he'll be kind of prepared for that. But what did you guys think of what what he had to say. It is a good point because the difference, you look at J.J. McCarthy was undefeated his last year at Michigan. It's not likely that you're going to get to the NFL and go undefeated and not lose any games. There's going to be some ups and downs and adversity and you're going to have to find a way to deal with that. Some of the stuff that he said that stood out to me said there's only one of me. 32 teams mm -hmm. cannot draft me and you can already see the confidence that he has and his abilities and what he's going to be able to do to whatever franchise he goes to, whether that is Chicago or somebody else moves up to the top of the draft. He also talked about being a fierce competitor editor and caring for his teammates. I thought that was very important because you're looking at everything that's going on at the combine where he's not throwing, he's not doing medicals, and some people could interpret that, his lifestyle in college, all right, this is a me guy, and he talked about, no, the way I care for guys from the superstar on my team to the fourth guy on the depth chart, I am all about my guys, and being a quarterback, the leader in a locker room, that is something that you're going to have to have, so I loved what I heard from Caleb Williams, and yes, he's not doing the stuff, he was very uh, experienced and had a lot of success in college. I like to hear yeah. Come on, more power to him. We talk about this man goes in and says, hey, look, I'm not testing here, but I will be testing. So it's not that, you know, he won't be going through the medical. Mm -hmm. It's just not for everybody. Yeah. I'm for a select few, and you know, the it's select exclusive. few will want me. And we've already determined that I'm probably going to be a top pick. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Probably number one. Yep. And you're going to have to vie for my love. Just like <laughs> when season comes, I'm going to have to vie for, every, for the championship that we want to win. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? Power play. It's like yeah. The Bachelor like it. a bit. Yeah. I've never seen it before, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start off with his look first. He's in that grind mode. No haircut. Mm -hmm. No shave of the... I thought of, he was just light skin. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just showing that he's locked into his grind. And Another light skin guy. I like that. It. Yeah. I, I would. Because sometimes, you know, you just... When you're in the grind, you got to let things go. And I saw that, and I, I know he's locked in to be that number one pick. I also loved the fact that he talked about being going to... At, USC when they sucked mm -hmm. and that he was going into a situation potentially in the league that a team sucks and he's going in there he's been prepared for that situation he knows what it takes to go in there and change it around to where they're a winning team and I like that answer and the last thing that 
I wish he would have answered a little bit better is rewrite history a little bit what better. What does that mean? Individually. He said individually, <laughs> uh, which he has the Heismans. I like that. But rewrite history for the team. I would have liked him to answer it more of the team aspect, like rewrite history as an entire team. How am I going to do that with my teammates, through my teammates, make them more prepared? Mm. I'm going to get them in the right spots, throw them the ball. They're going to catch the ball, empower that team, take them to the next level. We have more GMFE on the way. Chiefs offensive lineman and Super Bowl champion Nick Allegretti will join us after the break. What is that? Allegretti. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> to welcome our next guest to the show. He just won his third Super Bowl in five years. Mm. From Illinois, it is Chiefs guard and friend of the show, Nick Allegretti. What's up, Nick? <laughs> Nick What's Nick, up, guys? Thank you, thank you, you for coming out. on. I just want to say that I talked about you so many times throughout the run-up to the Super Bowl that Michael Robinson, it became like an inside <laughs> joke on our show that he'd be like, are you talking about Allegretti again? So <laughs> I am really pumped about this. Uh, let's talk about this starting from 
January because when Joe Tooney suffered the pec injury in the divisional round, head coach Andy Reid, he told the media that you would be the starter for the AFC Championship game, and he described you as a guy who's going to fight right until the very end. So what did it mean for you to have your head coach voice confidence like that in you in such a big spot? Yeah, it was uh, it was great to hear that because, you know, Coach Reed's a guy that you know, he's not going to say something he doesn't believe. Um, so to get that vote of confidence from a guy that's, you know, done it at such a high level for such a long time, uh, it, it really meant a lot. And it was absolutely awesome to hear it. And then you followed up as you continued to play well throughout that playoff run of we're watching you and you guys are celebrating Super Bowl 58. I'm looking at KV and Cam and they're just sitting there like, man, that looks like so much fun. They didn't get a chance to get there. But you played throughout <laughs> Super Bowl 58 going through a UCL injury early on in that game and fought through, didn't give up a single pressure as you guys won that game in overtime. Just talk to us about what that experience was like for you playing through that level of pain and being able to get the job done. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting because uh, you know I had always dreamed of getting that chance to go and start and win a Super Bowl, and you know in the second quarter when that happened, it was like, all right, we have the two minute warning. I had a minute to you know really figure it out uh, and you know see that my elbow still bent. So I was like that plus the adrenaline um, plus whatever medication we're allowed to use uh, got me through that game, and it was uh, it was awesome. I'm re really uh, happy and you know proud that I was able to finish that game. I love how you say small bruise like that. That looked like a bigger <laughs> bruise than just a small one, but the size of my torso. <laughs> <laughs> my next question is by now everyone knows about Taylor Swift closely following the Chiefs. What was it mm -hmm. like for you guys to have the most famous person in the entire world cheering for you? Uh, it was pretty cool. Knowing a guy like Trav, you know, before we met Taylor, we knew that she was going to be uh, you know, awesome, you know, genuine. And when we got a chance to meet her, she was exactly what you'd expect. She's, you know, just the most talented person in the world. Uh, but she is, you know, super nice, sweet, uh, awesome person to hang out with. Uh, it was pretty cool to have her, uh, you know, along for that ride. Uh, definitely uh, a memorable experience. I'm clearly not a Swifty, but like, you know, it's, it's combine week. So take me back to, you know, 2019. You didn't get invited to the combine, but you're now three-time Super Bowl champion. You know, just what is the message to the prospects who didn't get invited, but can still come up big when, when their name is called? Uh, absolutely. I mean, all you need is a pro day. You know, combine, absolutely. You want that invite. That's something I wanted. Didn't get a chance to go. Um, but you, you have an opportunity, you know, to work in front of at least a couple scouts, if not scouts from every uh, every team, depending on your university. And you get a chance to show them your speed, your explosiveness. But my the biggest part for me was the drills period. You got a part to show, a chance to show how hard you work, you know, run from drill to drill, 100% effort throughout the drills, grabbing the bags, kind of just showing your work ethic, especially if you're a guy that's a late round pick slash undrafted guy. The work ethic is the biggest thing that's going to keep you on that uh, that team. So that was the biggest part for me. Speed and explosiveness may not go hand in hand with the offensive linemen, but no doubt. No, I understand what you guys yeah. understand. Nick, one, la one last thing. Before this comes to an end, free agency's coming close up. You're a free agent. What is next for you? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we're figuring that out uh, as we go. I'm obviously allowed to talk with the Chiefs right now, and then the tampering window's coming up. But uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be uh, tough. A uh, couple of weeks trying to make that decision because obviously I love Kansas City, but uh, I'm definitely looking for a place to go start, uh, make my name as a as a full time starter. And the best thing about football for me as an offensive lineman is the option and the the availability to go lead a, a group of men. That's that's one of my favorite parts about football. And you know the best way to do that is to be a starter uh, day one. And that's the opportunity that I'm looking for. I want to go to an organization and have a have an impact as a player, but have an impact in that locker room as a leader.
Well, Nick, congrats on another ring. Uh, I see your dad hat on as well. I hope that small bruise is even smaller now mm -hmm. at this point. Um, <laughs> and good luck with all of your rehab and everything else that goes along with uh, your journey now after the Super Bowl and whatever is waiting for you on the other side. And thanks so much for coming on the show this morning. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely appreciate Nick you guys having Allegretti. me Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 